fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This, I believe, is episode four, A New Hope. No, we're not titling these. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, there's a ton of movie news to get into today. So, yeah, Josh, I know we have a lot to discuss. And kicking us off, first of all is the Creed 2 trailer that dropped earlier today. We are filming this on Wednesday, so for those of you watching this later going, well, that came out a few days ago. It came out the day we recorded this, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. while we were getting Take the show that. notes ready, while we're getting the show notes ready for this show, I had a startling revelation revealed to me that my supposedly film-knowledgeable co-host here has only seen about half the Rocky movies. Josh, enlighten our audience, please. So, it's not my fault, okay? I, well, okay, it is kind of my fault. But So, there was a weird point in time when my brother and I, Ben, we were like, you know what, let's watch the whole, all the Rocky movies. Because we, really the first Rocky movie that, that me and my brother saw was Balboa. And with the sixth one, which is fantastic. And that speech that he gives his son is literally something I have built my life off of. I may or may not have anyway, that whole speech memorized. It's so good. Um, and I quote it so often that I don't think some people realize that it's not me that's saying it. It's Rocky. Anyway, um, so my brother and I were like, oh, let's watch the whole series. And so we watched one and we're like, wow, that was so good watch two and we're like wow that was so good and we got like 45 minutes give or take into the first one and we're like eh, I, in I don't the know. third one you mean did i not say third i'm you sorry first Ooh, yep into the third one um into the third one and we were like yeah you know what i don't i don't know if this one's for me and for some reason Instead of going into the fourth one right after, we were just like, mm, we're done. We're, we're good. We'll, we'll, we'll just chill from there on. So I've only ever seen one, two, and six, and which three. is weird because what we're about to talk to talk about today is, is the new Creed movie, and that's based on four. And I haven't seen four, which is really sad. Do you know at least the events of four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that he fights Drago, and and it's a really intense battle, and it's a typical Rocky story. So uh, I feel like you're missing a couple major details there. I mean, it probably, <laughs> I probably am, but like, do you yeah. know what happens to Apollo? Like the reason why yeah. Adonis wants to fight? Because okay. doesn't he he Apollo fights Drago and Drago kills him? Doesn't yes. He? Okay, I'm just yeah, yeah. yeah. Bringing you up you, to Rocky's You kind of get that from the first Creed movie and from this, the, the trailer for the second one. Which, so far, I like this Creed universe in that it sets up these movies really, really well. In case you yes. haven't, for some reason, have this, haven't seen the Rocky movies, you can still follow along with what's going on. But if you know the Rocky movies, it's that much more rewarding for you. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Um... But we'll, we'll get to that, because that's kind of whatever our, our main topic is tonight, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to be kind of breaking down the Rocky series. Well, what what we can discuss at most, um, but yeah, overall, my thoughts for this new trailer is 
this is a lot better than the first one. I didn't, I wasn't blown away by that first trailer that we got for um, yes. Creed 2. It was just fine. It, yeah. it kind of played up the suspension of who's he going to be fighting, even though we kind of already guessed that he was going to be fighting Drago's son. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one, they made you blatantly aware that he was facing Drago's son and it was going to be a knockdown drag out fight. And it was going to be emotionally intense, and I'm really excited to see it. Some of that training looks super intense and really hardcore, and I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I mean, I would still say that I think Brock Lesnar should have played Drago's son. Amen. But – that's the wrestler, you know, side of me. But not just that. I, I like the guy that they picked. He looks really, really scary. So, and that's kind of what you want, right? And this kind of. But Lesnar actually does bear some resemblance to Ivan Drago yeah. in Rocky Four. So I'm still a little yes. disappointed by that. Yes, I agree. But, I'll, I'll, I'll decide on that. Yeah, I'll. I'll I'm excited for this movie, but yeah, we'll go more in depth into the Creed verse and the Rocky verse, even though they're one and the same later for our main discussion. Uh, we're going to transition into our next topic that has been in the rumor mill for what feels like a decade at this point. And yeah. now it's officially confirmed. <sighs> we're getting Space Jam 2 starring LeBron James. <laughs> I don't care about this at all. However, oh, it's being produced by Ryan Coogler, who has directed the first two Creed movies and directed Black yeah. Panther. So that's something. Yeah. At the end of the day, well, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. So, so and a thought I had earlier today when you and I were kind of spitballing was about Creed and stuff like that was that LeBron James is kind of in the same stage as, as his of his career as Michael Jordan was when he did this movie. Uh, so give or take, he's in, he's in the te- t- in my opinion, he's in the tail te- tail end of his, his his career. He's not in his prime. Because when Michael Jordan did this film, he was making that weird transition to, to to baseball. So he's in this, both guys, in my opinion, again, I'm going to just like preface everything I say about this particular topic within my opinion. Um, I think him and LeBron are in this kind of same scenario as far as the stage of their career. Now, I don't think that warrants him being being able to be in a Space Jam 2. I don't think Space Jam 2 should happen. I don't see any point in it. What, the Looney Tunes are going to be in another issue again? Like, you didn't learn the first time? Like, come on, man. I don't know. It's just stupid. I have, a, I have several different thoughts about this. First, I kind of want to dispute your claim of when Space Jam came out, it wasn't so much the height of Michael Jordan's popularity. It was... <laughs> not to burst the childhood bubble, but Space Jam was just money for Michael Jordan because this is him yeah. coming out of his first retirement going, hey, I'll come out of retirement and I'll do this movie for you, Warner Brothers, if you make me a gym. And they, they did. They made him his own personal private gym and that's why he signed up for this movie. 
And so LeBron, it seems more like LeBron has been in movies lately. He was in that one John Cena movie. I think it was um, the Amy Schumer one. Uh, I forget what it's called now. Um, but he's in that. I think he was in Uncle Drew. LeBron, the debate will always rage on is who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Yeah. There's no debate in the world of acting who's better. Hands down, it is LeBron James. Michael Jordan, take the rose-tinted glasses off, Michael Jordan was a terrible actor. He was a bigger-than-life personality. He was a terrible actor. But the main issue that I have with Space Jam 2 is not the whole LeBron has to compare himself to Michael Jordan, so he has to be in a Michael Jordan-esque movie. It actually has, I point more of the finger, at the Looney Tunes. When Space Jam came out, Looney Tunes had a couple different shows. They had Tiny Toons Adventures going on around that time. Um, Looney Tunes was at least somewhat in the popular culture. Looney Tunes are nowhere to be found nowadays. LeBron is known. Looney Tunes is not in the modern kids' sphere of reference to go off of. So I'm kind of just wondering. It's like making a Muppets movie. It's good on paper, but they're not as culturally relevant as you'd think they would be. I, I agree. Um, Looney Tunes hasn't really been relevant in a long time. And I hate to say that because I grew up on that stuff. And it's like that. I, I'll go back and kind of like catch clips of Looney Tunes now. And it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's not, it hasn't been culturally relevant in a long time. It's like making a Muppets movie. It sounds good on paper because it's a recognizable name, but it's not a property that's going to get a very popular franchise. Like, the Muppets had two movies that I think made their money back, but it was didn't light up the box office. Yeah, but, I mean, at least Muppets has Sesame Street. At least they have that kind of market still with the, the little kid. You know what I mean? Whereas Looney Tunes, like, I think they're about to release, like, a new cartoon show, if I remember right. I saw it somewhere. But, Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but it's still not, it's not that culturally relevant anymore. Whereas when Michael Jordan and, and they did that, this, the original Space Jam, I felt like Looney Tunes was kind of at its peak. Michael Jordan was at its peak, so it just kind of made sense. But now, like, I mean, LeBron's at his... He, he's doing his thing, but Looney Tunes really hasn't been culturally relevant in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, moving into something that's a little more culturally relevant, and this news makes me sad because they're pointing the blame in all the wrong directions. Um, Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, um, half the world at this point, um, has come out and said that the release of Solo, the timing of Solo, was a mistake and that they're planning on slowing down on their releases of Star Wars. Like, we're going to still have Episode Nine next year and everything else, but they're more or less going to take the pedal off of releasing as many projects as they were originally announced. Now, this, to me, was incredibly disheartening because this is no secret. I have been the biggest advocate of an Obi-Wan standalone movie since they announced that they were doing these spinoff movies. And it's more or less Bob Iger coming out and saying, yeah, Solo was a bad idea, but he doesn't get why it was a bad idea. Solo was a bad idea 
because it was a movie no one cared to see. Not It has nothing yes. to do with it came out six months after Last Jedi, whatever argument people have with that. If you make a good movie, it'll make money. The thing is, Solo, yeah. no one cared to see Solo, whereas you have Obi-Wan, a movie people are desperately wanting to see, and you're aggressively ignoring them. Releasing movies close to each other is not the issue. You don't need to slow down in production. Listen to the fans and give them projects that they can get interested and invested in, not yes. solo. I mean, really, if we if we sit there and think about it, even Boba Fett, the movie that I really don't care to see, would have been a better idea than doing a solo movie. If nothing else, team them up or something. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Give them a reason why Han Solo was nervous to see to see Boba Fett, right? Like, I don't know. There's, it's not has nothing to do with the timing, in my opinion. And I'll agree with you on that. I think, and I'm saying this unfortunately, as someone who has not seen Solo. <laughs> red box at um, once. It's fine. It's a red boxable yes, movie. That's, that's what I've heard is that it, it's fine. It's not, it's not the best movie Star Wars has ever made. Right. But it's not the worst. Yeah. It's yeah. proudly in the middle. Yeah. So it is fine, which I don't think Star Wars fans are used to a Star Wars movie being just fine. Yeah. Well, we did have the prequels and Rogue One. Okay. And we can argue all day about those because I will defend Rogue One and there's certain aspects of the prequels that I'll defend. But yeah, I think... I have always actually had the opinion that if the prequels weren't Star Wars movies, if they were a trilogy of sci-fi films, people wouldn't hate them nearly as much. I agree. I'm with you on that. But that's and maybe it's because I was the generation that grew up with it. I hate, but also enjoy the prequels. I really don't think they're the worst movies ever made. I I can have fun with them. They're pretty good for me to watch because I have yeah. fond memories with them. I agree. And so quick side note here, because I think I talked about it briefly on the trailers discussion that we, we had last week. Um, I basically grew up with the prequels. Like I saw, you know, the original star Wars trilogy and I was like, Oh, that's super cool. But as a kid, I grew up with the star, the prequels. Agreed. Like, you know, the the first prequel, the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters was Episode One. You know what I mean? So it was like these were the movies I grew up with as a kid. So it's hard for me, as maybe a younger generation Star Wars fan, quote unquote, that for people to be like the prequels are awful. Well, but I have memories of. Going to theater to the theater of with all my friends to watch the prequels, to watch these movies and being super excited and then leaving them and being like, that was really cool. That was really some really fun sci-fi action and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, but regardless, yes, Solo, from everything that I've heard, is a, just a mediocre movie. And by all accounts, Star Wars fans are the worst fandom. Of all time. Yeah. When they're good, they can get behind anything. When they're aggressive in their anger, yes. then it gets a little scary. But yes, it, it's frustrating to me that Disney is, like sees that there's a problem 
but sees the wrong problem, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They see the wrong side of the problem. Yeah. It's like... It, it's like okay, Warner so Brothers I, with DC. Yeah, exactly. So, because I, I work in the, the food industry, right? So, it's like someone looking at sales and being like, well, our sales are down. Well, that must mean our food isn't good. So, we'll fire our cook. Well, no, that's not necessarily the issue. Sometimes sales is just down because sales are down. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. People could just not be eating out as much. It could not be vacation season. There could be a recession. A lot of factors could go into something like that, as is the case with movies. There could be a lot of factors for different things. To me, with Solo, it's people didn't want this movie. They let you know throughout the process Like, pre-production, people didn't care. Trailers came out, people didn't care. You still went ahead and did your plan, Disney, and you reap what you sow. It it came back to bite them in the butt, and I'm I'm both happy and mad because Disney, okay, yeah, they had to pay for what they did of not listening to the fans, but at the same time, Disney's going, well, clearly people don't care for a standalone movie, so goodbye, Obi-Wan standalone movie. No, that's not the case. Uh, But yeah, I could ramble on this all day before I get completely sidetracked with that. We mentioned briefly that they address this issue the wrong way, like DC does. We have a DC topic to discuss today. Yay! However, this news is positive. Very positive. So the first official look, more or less, of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker... um, both as Arthur Fleck, which that's a whole other issue that we'll break into in a couple minutes, um, as Arthur Fleck and as the Joker have released. And, Josh, I know you were already excited for this. I have to admit, I've turned my opinion around on this completely. I now need to see this movie. Yes. I, and I, I think you and I talked about this briefly last week. Um, I, I, it, it's really weird how just seeing it completely changes your opinion. And I've always had the opinion that I think Walking Phoenix is an underrated actor. And something in that screen test really made me go, okay, I think he's got the subtleties of this character now. But mm-hmm. then you show us that screen test, and holy crap, does he nail that screen test. It wasn't just that for me. It was that leaked footage of him in, like, some scene on a subway in, like, him in a full Joker outfit. Yes. I'm sorry. That's what I thought. That's what I was referring to. I apologize. But, yeah. Like, just the subway subway scene and the look on his face as he's leaving it and he takes off the mask. Just everything was, like, Oh man, I wish he was our our like main continuity Joker. Our Ben Affleck care. Joker. Yes, I don't. Well, you and I will probably differ an opinion a little bit on that one, but regardless, um, which actually, in regard to Affleck, someone pointed this out, and now I can't unhear it. So you know, the Joker's real name in this movie will be Arthur Fleck. So that means his name is literally A. Fleck. Oh, get out of here. That took me way too long to get. Get out of here. 
Like, okay, <sighs> Warner Brothers, are you doing that intentionally just to stick it a little bit even further to Ben Affleck of, okay, yep, we're going to do this Joker movie without you? Yes. Like, once I heard that, I just had the biggest eye roll in the world going, come on, DC, can you get any more petty? Sure, this could be just a coincidence. The weirdest coincidence in the world that your Joker just happens to be named the same thing as your former Batman actor, but stranger things have happened, I guess. Especially since they had to come up with the name for him. Because this isn't this isn't a name that's anywhere else in continuity, at least no. that I'm aware of. Yeah, the closest uh, I, to an official name we have is Jack Napier from the 1989 Batman movie. But yeah, A. Yeah. Fleck, really, guys, really. Yes, but regardless, really everything that I've gotten from this movie personally, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Let's Blue go. Degree. Completely but, agree. And you pointed out to me that it's not a it's not a main continuity story. It's an uh, yeah, it's an Elseworld uh, story. Yeah, to use GC terms, elsewhere Elseworld. Um, and really, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know what Elseworld is, just Google GC Elseworld, and you will have, in my opinion, some of the best times because some of the best story, the most interesting stories. DC has put out has been kind of in that that Batman Elseworld series. Victorian era Batman. I enjoy Gotham by Gaslight. Oh yeah, uh, the post-apocalyptic Batman. Flashpoint. Yeah, like it's fantastic. They're all great stories. Um, regardless, I wish that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't stop me from wishing Walking Phoenix at this point in time. Before the pre, the actual trailer is dropped, before all the the movie is dropped, for me to say, in this moment, I wish Joaquin Phoenix was our Joker, because good night, just the the subtleties, it's just so good. Because yes, heaven forbid the Joker be a subtle character, Jared Leto. What? Wait. No, no, no. I thought he was supposed to be over the top and, and crazy. Which actually, um, in reference to Jared Leto's Joker, it's it's a very minor story. That's why we're not covering it in full. But director David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad, actually came out this past week and more or less owned up to him putting damage as a tattoo on Joker. And he was like, yeah, looking back on it, that was probably a mistake. That was my bad. Sorry, guys. Which I was like, okay, that's good for you that you kind of acknowledge that that was a dumb decision. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to come out and be like, guys, I'm sorry. Suicide Squad was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Like, well, I me, believe like, at that point, that's like, oh, crap. I made a bad movie. I believe uh, he had a good movie in there somewhere. And then yeah. the studio chop suey it and just chopped it up into little bits and turned it into something Fair. else. Fair. I'll, 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 I will give you that. And to be fair, like, I don't think um, Suicide Squad is that bad. I don't like, either. I enjoy it. It's a good watch every now and then. It's a good to put it on in the background. Yeah. And that's okay to me. Like, it's, I mean, I know that Slipknot, is it Slipknot? Or is it the one that it? dies? Yeah. Yeah, that's Slipknot. Okay, yeah. I, I understand that you've 
introduced a character that dies right away. That's fine, whatever. And you know, you have a basically a character that's more powerful than the entire cast. In um, oh, crap, what is his name? The fire guy. Oh, Diablo. Diablo, yeah. Okay, I wanted to say Diablo, but it didn't also want to be racist at the same time. You know what I mean? So okay, but, <laughs> but um, you have a character that's more powerful than the entire team, who was just like, "Nah, I don't want to help." Like for most of the movie, but again, yeah. anyway, that's that's the discussion for another movie. Uh, for another episode, sorry. Yeah, we have a lot of potential discussions for later episodes at this point, it feels like. Well, transitioning yes, from one WB property from DC to another WB, WB property with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We had yes. our next and supposedly quote-unquote final trailer for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald, or just more or less Crimes of Grindelwald. Um... I'm slowly but surely getting excited for this movie, minus one big reservation, and I'll go into that in a little bit. But, um, Josh, did you check this trailer out? What'd you think? Um, I liked it personally, but I want to hear your thoughts first before I delve into my thoughts. So, um, yes, I, I watched the trailer, obviously, because you and I talked about these things beforehand, because we're smart. Um, but I did go and watch it, um, you had mentioned a return of somebody and I was like, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. And we had that. Oh discussion. yeah. Let's preface this by sp- saying spoiler alert. If you don't want any spoilers for crimes of Grindelwald, since the trailer was so good enough to spoil something that I considered, that's probably going to end up being pretty big. And it also confirms a popular online fan theory. If you don't want to hear that, skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, yeah. I know I post this on YouTube and I post the, Pictures of what topics we're talking about at the time. So, yeah, next picture, just fast forward to that so you don't get anything spoiled. But, yeah, Josh, go on with spoilers ahead. So, with the snake, because <laughs> um, you said you named him, and I'm I'm awful with the Harry Potter stuff. I And it's not that I don't enjoy it. I just I can't for some reason, unlike Lord of the Rings, follow all of the, the names and all the storylines and I don't know what it is. Which is but, funny um, to me because Lord of the Rings I think has the far complicated and intricate names. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is why I've been very much like, I don't know why this is such an issue for me. But um regardless, because I had to ask you, I was like, so what were you talking about when you said somebody else's reveal, blah blah blah. Um so the snake uh, the Holocaust for um, Voldemort was an interesting take. I think I'm going to be interested into seeing if that means that she's going to stay the snake and what that means as far as her character and what that means, you know, I guess in some ways a philosophical level. But regardless, I really like the trailer. Um, I enjoy the Harry Potter movies. I enjoy... I love personally. I loved Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them more. Yes, and I think part of me is because part of that. Sorry, is that because the world is so much bigger. It's not just Harry and his two friends taking on Voldemort and the Dementors. Blah blah blah. It's Newt. And all of these super cool animals that 
exist and happen to be a part of this storyline that's, that's that's taking place. I, I think I enjoy Fantastic Beats more because it gives me more of the magical world that I, I didn't know necessarily existed. And technically, I can attach Newt's world to my world more than I can Harry Potter, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah, I I was ho-hum about Fantastic Beasts, the first one. I didn't really love it. It I thought it was the weakest in the Wizarding franchise, and that's more just, for me personally, I didn't feel as emotionally connected to the characters. I wasn't a huge fan of Newt. Um, and I also didn't feel a lot of the magic that was there in the original Harry Potter films. However, I'm getting a lot of that old school Harry Potter magic vibe from these trailers. Oh my goodness, Jude Law's Dumbledore keeps winning me yeah. over and over with each trailer. And this trailer, I don't say this movie has to win me back, but it's an uphill battle that this movie is slowly but surely getting me to get on board with, whether it's Jude yeah. Law's Dumbledore or even Newt seems to slowly win me over. Uh, Kowalski from the first film was the best thing about that, so I'm glad to see him oh, coming yeah. back. I do, however, have one big reservation, and I've had it since the first Fantastic Beast movie. It's Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. I am yeah. not excited for him in the slightest and taking his personal life out of the equation, which in and of itself is kind of a big task right now. Um, I want him nowhere near this franchise because he has, he's more or less been the same goofy, awkward character since Pirates of the Caribbean started. He's found something that he does very well and stuck to that and coasted on that. And I don't buy him as Grindelwald, this great, fearsome foe of Dumbledore slash ex-lover, but they almost seem to be ashamed of to admit that even in the movie. Um, they, yeah. he, I don't buy him as Grindelwald. and It's just weird. And I know I said I don't want to factor in his personal life, but the allegations of him off-screen had really been brought to the forefront with this whole, like, Me Too movement and everything else, and there's been a lot of calls for him to be removed or recasted, and I am kind of on that side of... You kind of put a bad image on your franchise by sticking behind Depp, who is known for what he's known for nowadays, unfortunately. Like, back in the day, he's a fantastic actor, but I he doesn't carry that same prestige anymore. And I am kind of worried that sticking with Depp is going to come back to bite them in the butt later down the road. I, I can see the potential of that. I think some of that comes from the fact that we don't see Johnny Depp as, at all as Grindelwald, uh, Grindelwald until like the last, like maybe five, 10 minutes. Honestly, I would have kept Colin Farrell as Grindelwald for the movies. I liked him more than the weird design that they gave him. And to be fair, that's because Colin Farrell is, in my opinion, one of the best actors ever. He's Um, awesome, man. Dude, he's so good. It's just not fair. Um, But yes, I'm with you in that, to be fair, I don't follow 
a lot of news as far as actors and the Me Too movement. And that's not because I'm in, in, not interested. It just it's because I don't have a lot of internet access, and so I don't get to do that, follow that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm still in the dark ages. You can laugh at me if you want. Um, but it's not even that. It's just his, his design. It doesn't, it's not like scary. You're just like, oh, you got like punched in the face like too many times. It's supposed to represent a Nazi of like blue eyes, blonde hair. It, but yeah, to me, it doesn't work. Voldemort was an intimidating design. He was a great villain. Grindelwald, and I guess we'll have to see him in action. We never, we haven't truly seen him in action yet, but yeah, I am, that's the thing. I'm a little apprehensive. But yes, the whole Nagini thing, um, yeah, that was, I think, it wasn't as bad of a reveal as Doomsday in the Batman v Superman trailer, but it was something that I really wish they would have kept for the movie, yeah. and I think that would have been a cool reveal for the movie itself. That being yes. said, these trailers are winning me over to the movie, and I am getting excited to see it. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of on the fence, and the movie still has to win me over a bit, just a bit, from the first Fantastic yeah. Beasts. To be fair, the Nagini thing is us. Because to my memory, they don't call her Nagini at all. Yeah, they do. That's, they they do? mention okay. Nagini yeah. quite a few times in the movies. Look, man, we can't just... Nobody looked to me for actual physical details ever again. That's just not, that's not my forte, I guess. It's but, okay. We still welcome you with open arms here on the Uncharted Media good. Podcast. Good, good, good. <laughs> I don't know what I would do without you. Oh, um, look, what's that? Yeah. It's a transition to our next segment. What? No way! What a segment. I'm bailing you out. Bail, Yay. bail, bail. Bail the Happy Death Day 2 topic. Bail the Happy Death Day 2 topic. So Yay. transitioning over to Happy Death Day. Wow. That was a buttery smooth transition right there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so um, we had Happy Death Day, whether that was earlier this year or last year. I can't even remember at this point. But we yeah. are getting a Happy Death Day 2, also known as Happy Death Day to You. I'm not going to lie. I actually kind of like that title. And... It is coming Valentine's Day 2019. So when I first saw that this was coming out, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. The movie apparently was made for $4 million and it made $120 million. So profit there. Um, But I really enjoyed Happy Death Day. When I saw that they're making another one, I was like, oh, sweet, Valentine's Day 2020. Because that sounds like more than enough time to film. No, it's coming out Valentine's Day 2019, which is like a few months away. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate this idea. Really? Why is that? So, first of all, I, like you, really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was a smart idea to take that groundhog concept and put it into a horror horror movie. My one issue with the first one was always that they didn't exactly explain why. Agreed. You know what I mean? And so maybe they'll do that in the second week, whatever. Don't but count on it. I I don't count on it either. How? But with that thread in mind, why make a second one with how the first one ends? If it, unless you're going with a different protagonist, why make a second movie? 
I don't know. It's it's Blumhouse who did the first one. They're doing it again. I trust Blumhouse has won me over with their trust of yes, they have some stinkers like Truth or Dare or yeah. um which wasn't terrible. It had its it had some really good moments. Yeah, but by and large, Blumhouse makes good movies. I think it's an interesting enough concept that could work for a sequel. I totally get your apprehension. But me, I actually want the main girl, um, Tree. Yeah, I want Tree to come back for the second one because I liked her character a lot in the first one. She was really fun. She was a good, quirky character that had some good arc and good character growth throughout. And I would like to see where it goes. Maybe her next birthday, the whole thing happens again. So she thinks she's get she has a handle on it this time, but the I don't know, maybe like the rules are different this time. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting my my creative juices flowing a little bit over here. Um As because per usual. obviously Yes, because obviously whenever for some reason, whenever we go into topics of, of things that I'm just like I really don't like and I don't think it's a good idea, you start talking and all of a sudden my brain goes, Hey, he's got a point. But Devil's advocate, man. Devil's advocate. Yeah. You know, I know, I know. But you're That's right. a great wrestling I gimmick think, right there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Maybe look at to the future. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. What if it happens to her again? And what if, I mean, I know this might be asking a lot, but what if we explain it this time? What if, and, and that, because if you do it again, you have, to, in my opinion, you have to explain it again. You have to be like, okay, this is why this is happening. This happened to your grandmother and blah, 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 you know, or, or something. Just, I don't care, just anything. Because in the first one, they didn't give us anything why, it, why it's happening. Like, hey, there's a wizard over here in a corner that cursed you, and that's, that's why this is happening all the time. Um, yeah, I think it could be interesting. I'd like to delve yeah. back into that world again, bring the main cast back. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be interesting. But I'm I'm with you though that I think our our main protagonist is someone worth revisiting. I I I will support you on that, and that yeah, like I really enjoyed her in the first in the first movie. Just working through all the issues and like all the moments where she's like, "Aha, I got it," and the rule and the rules of the game were like. Eh. No, you don't. <laughs> so I, I would like if they could somehow replicate the, the success and the fun that was in the first one. I think we, we'd have they, they, they'd have something going for me. Anyway. Well, see, speaking of sequels, we're getting a sequel that I genuinely didn't think was going to happen. Um, Kingsman 3 is also confirmed for 2019. Which also makes Woo! me go, that's pretty soon, considering you don't have anything started, or maybe you do. But yeah, we're getting yeah. Kingsman 3. So, okay, I have never been quiet about how much I enjoyed 1 and 2. Both of them, really? Yeah, like there's, in my opinion, they're modern day spy movies. They're a lot of fun to listen to, to watch, sorry. Um, 
and uh, I forget the name of the main character. Eggsy. The guy that plays it. But the, yeah, Eggsy. Taron Egerton. Yes. Egerton is fantastic. He's so good. He would be a really good Red Hood. Oh, man. He would have been a really great Han Solo. Anyway. um, Ooh. No offense, Alden Ehrenreich. I said it. I said it. Um, (laughs) To be fair, though, no one could have saved that movie. No. No, I agree. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that I have always seen the Kingsman movies as a modern-day James Bond. No knock to the James Bond movies and all that uh, the Daniels done for those movies, because they're, they're good. I mean, they're not going to say they're fantastic movies, but they're good movies. They're, good, they're worth a rewatch. But Kingsman is the modern-day spy. That is what it's all about. That's, that's the, the, the modern warfare <laughs> of spy movies right now, in my opinion. So, to make a third, yeah, I don't see why not. Let's go. Why not? <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be I'd be curious to see um, and who all they bring back because they introduced yeah. a lot of new characters in the second one, and I'd like to see a lot of those people come back. I think it could be a lot of fun. The I believe the director of the first two is scheduled to come back for the third one, Matthew Vaughn. Um, yes. Yeah, I I'd be down for this. I'm very curious to see. I have not seen the second one yet, so. Uh, I'll have to see that. I've seen the first one. I love the first one. It was something fresh and different. Um, The second one, from what I understand, had much more mixed reception. So I'm wondering if the director more or less kind of wants to close out the series on a better note and just kind of end it, like bookend it, like make a good trilogy out of it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. But yeah, there's a lot of storytelling possibilities you can go here, and I'd be... I'm I'm curious to see, but more than anything, I'm really curious how they're going to fit this into 2019. Like they must, yeah. Either they're foolish, or they've they're further along in this planning process than we think. Yes, and okay. So to be fair, and I'm going to give the writers all the credit here. The first one is based off the comic book, right? Because there's a comic book, and it's. Pretty good. I've read it and it's fantastic. The it's art is okay. Mark Miller, isn't it? Yes. So it's it's very good in my opinion. And the, that's what the first one is based off of. But the second one, Mark Miller worked with them to create the second movie. So there's no comic book, and as far as I'm aware, um, to support the second one. So he's just flying by the seat of his pants in a sense of, I understand this world I'm in. I understand the characters I have. And I'm going to write a story of, around them. And to me, that that's a really good idea. Like that's just, I trust him at this point, honestly, because I've, I've loved, I loved the first Kingsman and the second one. I mean, I didn't like, think it was as good as the first one but it was still really good hmm. um so yeah like i'm i'm all down man like i think the action scenes if anything the action scenes alone have kind of redefined how action scenes are shot and how they should be shown in a movie because i mean you think back to the first one and that that church scene 
Like, when's the last time you saw an, an action scene shot like that? Yeah, that it's was just, something different. That was like the standout scene in that whole movie was that fantastic exactly. sh- shot church scene. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's so good to me. And like villains like that of Samuel Jackson's villain in the first in the first movie is this this guy you kind of root for in a sense because you get where he's coming from, but then really honestly like how how a traditional heel character in wrestling is is you get where he's coming from. He's not wrong, but how he's going about it is really messed up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm complete, obviously, if you can't tell, I'm completely down for a third one. Because just, I, I want to see more Eggsy. I want to see more of this world that we're in now, the, of, of this that he's created since the first movie. So, let's go, man. I'm, I'm all down. Yeah, I'd be excited to see where this franchise goes, if it goes beyond a third one or if this is just a trilogy capper. Either way, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Uh, yeah. This week's episode, before we go into our discussion, is sponsored by, I'm looking around my recording room, see what we've got going on. Uh, it's sponsored by Candy, because tis Ooh. the season. It is. It is almost October, get kids. Get your uh, costumes ready. Don't be anything stupid. But, I mean, if your heart's in it, go for it. <laughs> I may or may not already have my costume. And also, this is a heads up to you listeners. And also, Josh, because this is the first he's hearing about it. All of our discussion topics for the month of October will be either Halloween or horror-related. So look forward to that. I mean, to be fair, I'm not really that surprised. <laughs> I, I didn't think you would be, but no. it's like... Duh. I'm, I'm kind of holding out all the good stuff for next month. It's so hard, man, because Halloween, the new Halloween's coming out. A small little plug here. Um, Nathan and I, when I was able to play video games consistently, um, played a game called Dead by Daylight. Yeah. And there is a <laughs> I actually played that earlier tonight. Waiting for you. Bro, it's it's just so much fun. It's just, it's unfair how fun it is. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Get so yeah, we got some Halloween and yeah, get your candy out, have some fun. I don't know why I said have some fun, but yeah, tis yeah, the season for candy <laughs> and scares. But that'll be that'll be just around the corner. But for now, let's talk Rocky. Well. Whatever Josh yeah. can bring to the table when it comes to Rocky, you're on a hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll guide you through to, to the safe waters here, to the to the shores of Gondor. If no, Gondor's didn't have shores, but you know what I'm I'm getting yeah, at. I'm I rambling here. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. It's not pretty, but we're stepping in it anyways. Um. Yes, so, first off, I'm super hyped for Creed Two. Breaking down the trailer as. I'll admit it, a die, die-hard Rocky fan. Rocky was okay. my franchise in junior high. I saw them okay. all repeatedly. And like you, Rocky Balboa was what got me into the Rocky franchise. It was not the first Rocky movie I saw. I think the first Rocky movie I saw was four. But I remember when Balboa came out, it at least got my interest. And I was just like, yeah. what's Rocky about? And I'm talking to my parents who apparently both of them had seen all the movies and were big fans of them. So I was like, 
is this something I should get into? So I watched four, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, it's legit. I go back and watch yeah. some of them, and I watched them all out of order. Like, I watched one, then I watched, um, no, I watched four, then I watched one, then I watched two, then I watched Rocky Balboa, then three. Eventually, I watched five. Then I forgot I watched five because five is terrible. Yes, it then is. eventually I got around to watching Creed, which is a fantastic entry in the franchise. And I always think of that and Force Awakens as best seventh movies that more or less did the exact same thing for their franchise of rebooting it, yes. but mixing the old and new perfectly. Um, but yeah, um, so of the movies that you have seen, of the Rocky movies that you have yeah. seen, how would you rank them? So, the, the formula, in my opinion, for a Rocky movie is you have your main character. You know, take the names out of it, obviously. You have your main character. He's going through a lot of personal issues, and there happens to be a boxing match that surrounds it. The, the focus of a Rocky movie is very rarely, and again, this is coming from someone who's only seen one, two, and six is rarely on the actual boxing match itself. You are correct. Yeah, it's about the personal struggle struggle that Rocky goes through. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. And really, like, even as like as someone that has seen, and I'm going to say this, but I'm probably wrong, um, who has seen almost every martial arts slash fighting movie there is out there. There's I don't probably some that I Yeah, there's probably some that I haven't seen, and it's probably because I watched the first five minutes and it was terrible. But regardless, I have seen a, I have seen a lot of stuff, which is why Nathan's super surprised when he found out that like I hadn't seen like a good chunk of the Rocky series. Um, what like it's, that's what Rocky movies are about. You have your your, your Rocky's going through some stuff. And there happens to be a, a fight, which is one of the reasons why I like softball because it's the same formula. But um, regard, we won't talk about softball because I could talk, talk about that movie for, for forever. Sport in general um, is just a good vehicle for telling dramatic narratives, whether it's Rocky, Warrior, Southpaw. Um, yeah, it, it's just a good representation for dramatic storytelling and Rocky yeah. is one of the best examples of that. Just, yeah, you're yes. right at the core. I would agree. They're about Rocky and his struggle. Case in point, um, my mom loves the Rocky movies, but she refuses to watch any after five. So she won't watch Creed. She won't watch um, Rocky Balboa. And that's because Adrian isn't in those movies. And the reason she liked the Rocky movies was the relationship between Rocky and Adrian. And that dynamic is a key element to the Rocky movies. I've seen the evolution of their relationship and their marriage and being parents and just supporting each other. And that's a, that's a big aspect of the movie is all the movies actually is the relationship between the characters, between Rocky and Polly, Rocky and Adrian, Adrian and Polly, um, Apollo, his arc in all the movies. Yeah. It's, it's these are all character movies with boxing matches, fights, whatever you want to call them, um, more or less to help the story along. But it, they are character-driven dramas. 
Yes, I, I, and I agree with you. And I, I think it's funny, too, because if you think Sylvester Stallone, you don't think character-driven dramas. No. At all. Even though the movies he's known for are character-driven dramas. Like, Most of them. If not yes. those, it's either Judge Dredd, Cliffhanger, Don't Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Um, yeah. Sylvester so Stallone like, is either amazing or awful. Yes. Because, like, this two, um, the two franchises I know him for are Rocky and Rambo. Which both and, of those he does excellently, and supposedly we're getting another Rambo. Yeah, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, but um, regardless, I don't know why Sylvester is not known for having a character-driven stories because the two series he's known for are character-driven. Honestly, They're, yeah, some action happens. Yeah, some you know big big explosions, or yeah, there's a big fight, but they're about the person. Yeah, case in point, in the Creed two trailer, circling it back to Creed two, yes. um, in Creed two, my favorite moment by far in the trailer has nothing to do with any of the intense training or the fight prep, which mm-hmm. also looks amazing. But it's this moment where Adonis is talking to Rocky. And Rocky's talking about how um, he fought um, yes. Drago. And Drago broke some things that never had fully healed. To which my mind immediately just goes, he's not talking about physical stuff. There's some stuff in the basement, yeah. more or less the verbiage that he uses in Rocky Balboa. Um, there's some stuff in the basement that will never fully be healed. And I love that type of dialogue and emotion of coming out of Rocky, just like, this dude is not a physical, just a physical threat like you faced before. This dude, he's caused a lot of emotional distress and harm to your family and mine, and I'm really excited to see that. There's a lot of good dramatic tension in the first Creed, and now I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table for Creed 2. Well, even like, okay, so piggybacking on what you're saying, right, is how, like, there's almost an emotional spiritual level that Drago like affected Rocky. There's a scene towards the end of the trailer where Creed is he's standing like in the corner and you can tell he's got bruises and stuff all over him. And you can see him he's like I I, I don't know what I got on my got myself into man like you know what I, I I can't remember what exactly is being said in the background but I just remember Looking at Apollo and being not Apollo, but Creed, Creed is I'm gonna have to call him Adonis. Yes. Oh man, I am tired. <laughs> um, but looking at him in the corner and seeing him almost go, which is something not that we didn't see in the first one, going, oh man, I don't know if I can beat this guy, and coupled with all of the storyline through throughout that trailer of it's not just you anymore which you know you can say that in the trailer blah, blah, you know it's whatever fine it's just you know and then you say that and then in the, your typical trailer it's just the guy and his wife but like they have the kid in there 
He has a kid now. Yeah. Kid? Actually, like, that piggybacks perfectly into a thought that I had of this is Creed is now even more following the footsteps of the original Rocky movies of Rocky two is where Rocky and Adrian get married and their child is born. So I don't know yeah. if they'll get married in this one, but we see that they have a child. So they're kind of following the footsteps of Rocky two, which makes me very concerned for Creed three come yeah. Creed three. Cause I can guarantee you it's coming. So this the is elephant in the room. The elephant yeah, in the room with Creed really three. It's really funny that you say that. Because going into this discussion, I had already intended of bringing that up. Which? Is that they have to be careful of for these Creed movies. Because the first one falls basically, not entirely the same storyline, but the general plot points of the first Rocky movie. And this, the second one seems to be kind of following the general plot point. It, it seems to be a like hybrid of two and four. Yeah. It feels like that. And I say, yeah, like I've seen four, but I haven't. So, you know, whatever. the gist. Yeah, I get the gist, but it feels like they're only building off of the old Rocky movies. But if you're going to make Creed its own thing, I feel like you need to bring somebody else new in. And granted, we haven't seen Rocky 2. It's not out yet. There's no, I'm sorry, not Rocky 2, Creed 2. There's no way for us to know how they go about things. But as it stands right now, in my opinion, dude, you've got to do something new. I think there is, but you're not going to like what I have to say. Oh, crap. So there is one way to officially make this a Creed franchise, and to me personally as a Rocky fan, ever since it was teased in the first Creed movie, it's been the elephant in the room for every Creed movie going forward for me, and that is, when does Rocky die? Because I know for a fact it's coming at some point. If it's not this one, it is the next one. Because Rocky three is when Mickey, Rocky's trainer, died. If you want to make this Creed's official franchise, unfortunately, what I forget what sickness or disease Rocky had in Creed 1. I think cancer. that comes back. And I think he dies yeah. either in this one, but more than likely the next one to mirror Mickey dying in Rocky 3. And <sighs> you can see it coming. And if you kill off Rocky, I get that you have to do it, but you got to do it right. And I've envisioned yeah. this before. Of like, Rocky will be like, I put up a good fight. I got nothing to be ashamed of. I want the distance. And then as he's slipping away, Adrian's theme from the first film plays on piano in the background or something like that. you. <laughs> like, I, oh, that's the thing man. though is, eventually, they're gonna gonna- have to get Rocky out. I don't want Rocky out. No. Like, it makes it sound like I want Rocky out of the Creed franchise. That's not the case at all. I do think, though, from a narrative standpoint, they've teed it up that either this film or the next, Rocky yeah. will die. Because, at be his core, fair. Rocky has always been 
and always will be a very human character. He's not untouchable. He's not a superhero. He's human. He's flesh and blood like all of us. That's why we get so invested in Rocky as a character. Yes. People that are flesh and blood die. He's vulnerable. He always has been. That's one of his greatest strengths is his humanity and willing to dig down deep. So I think there's no better way for him to go out than a proper fitting send-off. And I I unfortunately see that on the horizon at some point. But then in doing so... You've more or less officially, you've passed the torch enough. You've you've given Dude, Michael B. Jordan yeah. enough of these movies that you're like, okay, these aren't Rocky movies anymore. These are Creed movies. Take it and run with it. Make it what you want. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And part of that is because Michael B. Jordan is silently, but not silently, becoming one of the best actors of, of, our, of our generation. I don't yeah. know how he's done it, especially since he was in Fan Four Stick. Yeah, just hey. man. Hey, he was the best thing about that movie. Check out <laughs> five good things about Fan Four Stick. Spoiler alert: yeah. he's my number one. Uh, but regardless, I agree. And part of me actually thought they were going to pull the trigger in the first one, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not emotionally ready for this. Don't you dare pull that trigger just yet. Because at this point, we're really like getting to know Rocky again. Because the Balbo- the Rocky in Balboa and the Rocky in Creed are in two different sections of their lives. So it's... It, oh man, and just the way that he, he trains uh, Creed in the first one is just so good. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks like from this trailer, they're going to mix it up again. What I like about yeah. the training, as you segue me perfectly into it, so I appreciate that. Um, the right. training that we see in this trailer actually almost seems like the inverse of Rocky Four, which is kind of a cool tip of the hat. So Rocky Four was different than all the other Rocky movies. One, because they didn't have Gonna Fly Now, the iconic Rocky theme, as his training music. But instead did some like 80s power rock song or whatever but um that whole training montage was rocky like training in the russian frozen tundra to become a man's man with a beard and steroids and everything else but well he took steroids in real life to get that big but he the character of rocky didn't take steroids um but um it's almost like a nice flip of the switch that this time to face drago a drago creed isn't sweating it out and working hard in the frozen tundra this time he's in the middle of the freaking desert and sweating his butt off there and becoming an absolute beast it's almost like a nice here's what you expect here's the exact opposite but it's still something somewhat similar of an intense workout regime in an intense locale yeah and i'm with you and the and you've segued me as i've just segued with you and to my point that about the trailer specifically, that I felt like the desert scenes felt too much like a Mad Max movie. Hmm. Really? I didn't get that vibe. What? Why do you say that? I don't know. I don't know if it was just the fact that it's in the desert and everyone's wearing like whipped clothing, and you know, I don't know what it was. Something about that trailer in that section of the trailer gave me like a Mad Max feel. 
of a post-apocalyptic let's train in the desert kind of feel. I don't know. Now, granted, if that's my only complaint about the trailer, I think you've done a good job. That's fine, whatever. That's mm-hmm. just a personal, like, you know, I've seen too many movies kind of complaint. Um, but yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm down, and I'm with you, and even though I haven't seen <laughs> the fourth Rocky, um, I appreciated given the workout regime from the first one and given what we see from the trailer in the, in the second, it's still even then massively different because in the first one, you have this guy who goes to, you know, this gym that Rocky, you know, is like, Hey, this is the only way to do it, you know, kind of, kind of place. And he's working in a, in a controlled environment a place where he has trainers and he has control over the the atmosphere. Whereas, you know, the second one where he's in the desert and, you know, sandstorm, sandstorm at any time kind of thing. But that even just that visual difference still makes a difference. It still tells me as the viewer, like, wow, like he's training different. He's being different for this fight. So there's something about this fight that's different from all the one he ones he's done. Because in, in the first one you see like quite a few of his fights. There's that that you know memorable one camera shot fight in Mexico. Ah I love that shot so much. It's so gorgeous. So good. But they instill in you in this idea that Creed has fought basically everywhere. He's done everything he can to get to the point where he's like, you know what? The only way I'm going to get to the next level is asking Rocky. Basically. I mean, that's, that's sugarcoating a little, coating it a little bit, but still. So then to get to him to that point where he's just working in a gym in Philadelphia and then all of a sudden, in this next one, he's like, hey, I'm going to go fight a guy in Russia. And we're like, all right, cool, that's fine. You do what you want, Greed. And then he's fighting in the desert. And it's got that that post-apocalyptic feel. Like, I don't want you to think that I, I'm saying that as a negative. Like, that's a positive to me. To me, that says he's willing to go any distance to get better. Any distance to be like, you know what? This opponent is, is scary, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I'm scarier than him, that he's scared of me kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I, I, I don't necessarily have a valid point, but that's where I'm coming from. I, th- I, I think, yes, it, the, the trailer has a little bit of a po- an apocalyptic feel, but I think that's a good thing. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Yeah, I, it could be interesting. Um, I think for me personally, besides the death of Rocky, which mark my words is on the horizon in the next movie or two, um, I'm ignoring it as long as possible. (laughs) Um, So this Drago thing was like the tee up. If I had one gripe with Creed one, it was that the person that he fights was kind of shallow because we kind of expected it to be Drago. That was always the speculation was Drago was going to be his opponent, but it makes sense to hold him off for the sequel. My, 
I'm just wondering, after Drago, where do you take the series? Who's his next opponent, or what is his next opponent? And I don't know. Yeah. It, that's interesting. That's something interesting to consider. Like, do you do the s- sequel bait of, here's Clubber Lang from Rocky Three, the his son. Do you do something stupid like that, or do you come up with something new? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, to me, you almost have to you have to pick something. If you don't, like, to me, the, the series falls flat. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think there are possibilities. It's just a matter of how long do they want this whole series to go for. Will Sylvester Stallone be involved? Are they going to write Rocky out? Will they kill him off? What are they planning to do with the Creed character? Will Michael B. Jordan get more work? It seems like he already is. <laughs> he yeah. might even be Superman, but... That's another. Yeah, that's a topic uh, we don't even want to discuss here. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for Creed 2. This is an awesome trailer. Uh, I alluded to it earlier before we got sidetracked with other Rocky related stuff. To close us out, Josh, rank the Rocky movies that you have seen. uh, (laughs) And then kind of go into a brief explanation of why you put those there. And then I'll do the same as someone that has seen them all. Okay, so <sighs> this is obviously difficult. So to give context, the only Rocky movies I have seen are six, one, and two. So obviously I'm going to be wrecking those. Um, that's difficult. It's really... I just... All right, so... I'm going to put six first because in my opinion, having seen the first two, six is the best. I think it delves deeper into who Rocky is. I think you give Rocky a chance to actually do an awesome speech and you give him a good fight opportunity. Um, Not to say that one or two is not a a good fight opportunity. It's just, presented differently i guess and maybe that's just the one that i have the fondest memories with but for me it's gonna go six really six one two and then creed and then oh i didn't know you were including creed i'm sorry you can include creed okay cool so including creed uh six creed one and two yeah if, if i'm honest I think I'm somewhere around there. Uh, I agree. I think Rocky Balboa ha- is probably my favorite, but it's a close race between the top three slots. Um, Rocky Balboa is just amazing to me. I love that movie it's so much. So Especially that monologue is really good. Um, and then next, I'll probably put Rocky 1. Just because of it's a classic, it started everything. Yeah. It's such a good story that I appreciate even more <laughs> as an adult than I was as a kid when I first watched them. Yeah. Then Creed, it was the modern update that the franchise needed so much after being away for almost a decade um, with Rocky Balboa being 2006. It was a great yeah. update to the franchise. It, it felt right for the Rocky story but it also felt right for a new start. Kind of like Cobra Kai of, you don't have to be a fan of the original to appreciate the new stuff. 
but it helps. Yeah. But it just ties yeah. everything together, new and old. Um, yeah. And then, really, like, if they would have stopped at six and not made Creed or anything after that, I would have been okay with it. Oh, same. Like, the way that six ends is like, yes. Like, that's a good bow on the series. Six is the end of Rocky the Fighter's story. Yes. It's not the end of Rocky Balboa's story. It's the end of Rocky's fighting story. But yes. yeah, after Creed, um, I don't get the hate for this movie. I really don't. It's got some dumb parts, but I love Rocky Four so much. As a kid, that was my favorite. Yes, there's some cheesy and cliche parts that don't really hold up as well as when it first came out, but I still love Rocky Four. So I put that one after Creed. Then Rocky Two. I've always thought that one was just kind of fine. It it's fine. It felt a little too much like rehash of stuff from the first one. Fair. Um, then Rocky Three, which, to be honest, that always annoyed me, even as a kid, that Rocky should have beat Clubber Lang the first time that they fought if he was able to beat him within three rounds the next time. And then you have some weird yeah. Hulk Hogan fight for half the movie. Not half the movie, but a good chunk of the movie. Like, two years before Hulk Hogan was like, a big household name with Hulkamania and stuff, which I always thought was an interesting tidbit, um, as Thunderlips. That was a weird, completely unnecessary distraction to fill the void of actual storytelling that they clearly were lacking for Rocky Three, But it still has its fun moments at times. And then absolutely at the bottom of the dung heap is Rocky Five, which even Sylvester Stallone has gone on record several times saying he's not too proud of that considering he directed it himself. Um, Rocky Five was not that good at all. It's easily the weakest in the series, and that's the whole point of why Sylvester Stallone came back for Rocky Balboa. He's like, I want to end the franchise on a better note than this, and thank goodness he did because Balboa was awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's how I break it down: of Balboa, um, Rocky, Creed, Rocky Four, Two, Three and five. So you're jumping all over the place, but I still will have a soft spot for almost every Rocky movie. That's not five. I love them so dearly. They're such phenomenal and inspiring movies, but yet very human. You can relate to almost every character at some point, And it's just good. Like even Polly, who's the proverbial idiot and just, you hate him, yeah. but he's got these moments where you just feel for him. And there's something that I noticed um, like a year or two ago when I was watching Rocky movies that I don't think a lot of people have really caught on to. Polly has PTSD. Like, yeah. no one catches that. And how do we know that is in the first Rocky movie, you remember um, the scene where they're, like, celebrating Christmas or whatever and Polly goes on that drunk rampage? Yes. In the background of that scene, there's a picture of Polly in a naval uniform meaning that he fought in the war. More than likely, yeah. considering the first film came out in 1976, he more than likely fought in Nam. So he probably has super PS- PTSD, which explains so much of his character. It's not even funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, and I've always had that feeling. And I think for some reason, Six like, solidified that feeling for me was that 
Polly was messed up, and there was some good reasons for it. It wasn't like because he never came across ever as that guy who was just always drunk because that's his character. You know what I mean? He always came across as like well, he's always like really like aggressive, but it always came across as a way of like there's something else to it. He's not being aggressive because just because he's a drunkard. But yeah, that's that's just well-rounded characters all across the board. We've always yeah. had great characters in the Rocky franchise. I love them all. It's a series I hold near and dear to my heart, and I'm so excited to be revisiting it again with Creed 2, and I'm really looking forward to November to seeing it. Well, I think that about covers it for this week's episode. Let us know what you're really excited about for either Creed 2, um, any of the news topics like Joker, uh, Fantastic Beast, any of the other news topics. Feel free to comment below your own thoughts. Let us know your own Rocky or Creed or whatever other movie stories you've got that you just want to tell us. I love reading your comments, so feel free to comment below. And as always, if you like what you've seen and want to see more, subscribe to the channel or find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, Uncharted Media. Stay sharp, movie guys and gals.